Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Body. My name is Mitchell Cashmore and as always joined by Nick Highland. How are you, brother? Good, mate. Good. Yeah, you would be good. You were on fire last week. You had about, what was it, five winners on the day? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, not too many of them were too high of a price, to be fair. But, um, yeah, you're taking when you get them, that's for sure. But punting's a funny game. Could have none this week, so who knows? Yeah, true. You had uh, Kips Bay, Remark, Golden Mile, Waterford, I'm Thunderstruck, all won in a pretty good fashion. But uh, one that we didn't get was uh, Espiona. Yeah, mate, that's all your fault. You are genuinely <laughs> a mock for that. Um, yeah, had a feeling that was going to happen. Is what it is, though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's racing. It was a bit of a head-scratcher. I was at the track expecting a massive run from it, and it just did nothing. J-Mac, after the race, told the stewards that, you know, it felt a bit off. It was a bit of a question mark of a run. Like, they really expected it to come out and smash it, but didn't even place in the end, which... Would have sent many multis down. I finally got on it, and it ran like dog crap. But, uh, gee, shades of rose. Every time we doubt it, it seems to prove us wrong, eh? Yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. Um, Very impressive win, though, from shades of rose. Right down to the end, really got, uh, got up by about a nostril. Another horse that got up by a nostril. I'm thunderstruck. I would swear if I could, but geez, that was a very, very good win. There are very few words to describe just how good of a win that was. You probably swear, mate. We're gambling over eighteen, but um, yeah, wow, it was a was a good race. Um, that's for sure. Just just got to the edge there, and um, yeah, it shows why it was the the favourite. Um, probably didn't have as strong of the run that I thought it would, but Alligator Blood almost went all the way there. How in the world does it win? It was posted at the 600 metre mark. Gap finally opened up and it just weaved its way through the crowd and just ran onto the end and just stole it at the last possible second. Like, it is just... The sectionals are ridiculous. That final 200 metres, nuts. Personally, all I can say after that is this year's Cox Plate is going to be ridiculous you've got the blood who's stepping up to a really long uh distance for the first time but seems to be doing it okay after the run 1600 meters on the weekend you've got i'm thunderstruck of course then you've got zaki who probably heads there then you've got mr brightside uh honestly from here it looks like a four horse race on paper but then add in Anyone else that goes there, such as Animo, will probably end up there. In, um, and then a bunch of others that are going to throw their hat in the ring, you know, Hinged and Fangirl probably end up there as well, maybe. It's just ridiculous. Do you reckon we've seen a winner of the Cox Plate yet, or do you reckon someone who's going to stake their claim later on in the spring? Uh, I'm not too sure. I haven't really thought too much into it, if I'm 100% honest, um, in saying that there are some strong horses that have already proved themselves. I reckon. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to go on that into it just yet. 
Yeah, fair enough. But I want to hear your thoughts, though, on Waterford. When we're thinking about futures punting, uh, the Golden Eagle is the race it's going to be at. Chris Waller came out and said after its win on the weekend that it's a Golden Eagle horse. It's into $15 at the moment. Is that a price you want to have? I've, it's a price I want to have. I got it at 30s as well. But you, you're the big Waterford fan here. Tell us your thoughts on its win yeah. on the weekend and what, what future has in store. Yeah, I, I got on um, at the fifteen dollar mark for the for the eagle. Um, yeah, I think it's a genuine. Um, I think the favourite for that. Let me have a quick look. Sorry, um, I can't even see it's gone all wonky. Do you know? Um, yeah, I can quickly pull up the market. I'm pretty sure that the current favourite isn't even really targeting the race, which is pretty interesting because, of course. The, uh, the Golden Eagle is for the four-year-olds, I believe. And so, yeah, the favourites, uh, Marzu and Animo, both who probably won't be racing. Animo's going to be at the Cox Plate. Um, Marzu's going to be in the Everest. Uh, Light Infantry is the favourite, of course, the international that's going to be coming over. But then you go Artorius, Fangirl, Converge, Espiona, Gypsy Goddess, Hinged, I Wish I Win, Imperatiz, Paulelli, Profondo, all of them before you even get to Waterford. And I think about half of them won't even be in the race. So if Waterford keeps running at this quality and these horses start to drop out of the market, that price is going to be a lot shorter come race day, eh? Yeah, it'll be um, it'll be good. Even Shades of Rose, I don't mind that little play at $51 if you're really looking to get into it, if it can get some form going into it. Um, but yeah, Waterford will probably be my tip for to go into it for now. Yeah, very, very excited to see where that horse goes because its run was just incredible. Like, it's just one of those ones, like you said, you rated it a 10 out of 10 the first time it went around this prep. And fair enough, like you gave it a massive rap last week and um, I wasn't one to really buy into the hype. But then on the weekend, it was just pure racing, just awkward in the straight and still smashed them. Like, you know, it was a point where you went, oh, no. Nick's got it wrong here. And then Barry just pressed the button and ran over the top of them with ease. Still had plenty in the tank. Just just dominant. Serious horse. Waller seems to be confident with it enough to be able to announce that it's going to be going to races like the Golden Eagle already. And the market's come in to, re- to respect it as such. So big, big prep in store for Waterford. It just can't seem to stop running strongly in Australia. Classic Waller import there. Um... Well, finally, the only thing to touch on is, of course, we ask every week on the Instagram and socials, uh, ask a question and uh, have the chance to be featured on the potty. We got Dozer asking us, uh, Nick and Kashi, uh, for those who are new to punting on the horses, just want to know, where do you start? What are your sort of favourite form factors when tipping races and when going through the form and analysing them? Is it the weight? Is it the speed? Is it the the, uh, barrier that they get drawn in? The weather, what sort of stuff are you looking at? I'll let you go first, mate. What's your favourite thing when looking at tipping races? Oh, to be honest, um, getting into it now, you, you see a lot of horses that are repeat runners. Um, I mean, we do our own analysis and little stuff about the top three of every single race in Sydney. We watch pretty much race as well, so we do learn a lot about how some horses run and how they they look going into against other people 
Um, so that's definitely one I look at. Um, obviously, it's it starts prior in um, in its in its prep, um, how it runs on the on the track surface, the distance, obviously, um, first up record stuff like that. It all comes into it, but um, if it all ties in and I'm fifty fifty, sometimes I really do go to the weight and see. What they what happens with it? Um, barrier most of the time I don't get too stuck with. Um, only if it's a it's a big barrier and they're stuck on the outside or if they're stuck on the inside. But um, depends what kind of horse. But yeah, fair enough. I like it. So you know, you said when it really comes down to it, it's the weight. Um, when it comes down to it for me, uh, I mean, on a like surface level, I'm probably everything the same as you when it comes to starting and looking through the field. It's, you know, uh, runs previous in the prep, what weight it's got, what it does on the uh, the deck, whether it's wet, firm or heavy. Um, but when it comes down to it for me, when I'm stuck, it's going through um, the previous runs. I am a stickler for making tips when it comes to who they've beaten and who they've run behind. If they've beaten a horse that's more talented that um then the field that it's in so like if it's run behind a horse that would be winning if it was in the race I'm tipping it if it's run just behind a horse that would be winning this race I'm tipping it and you've probably seen it in the past I've mentioned uh tipping horses who have run behind Marzu a lot uh in a bit of a spoiler for my tips a few of them are actually based on horses that have run behind Waterford so I'm I'm really big on that because I think it it holds up a lot because you go through and you look at the form and you see that some races produce three, four, five, six. I've mentioned that race in the winter that produced nine subsequent winners out of the race. So that's what I like to look at. Who who have they run behind? Who have they beaten? And in those races, how many subsequent winners have been produced? So, for instance, uh, I'm Thunderstruck just beat Alligator Blood on the weekend. So going forward, if I'm Thunderstruck wasn't to be in that race and Alligator Blood was... I'd be reading that as really, really strong form as a narrow loss to I'm Thunderstruck. That's the sort of thing that I'm getting at, punters, when it comes to looking at horses that would be uh, running behind or beating horses that would win that race. So that's like that's where I like to start with. Um, but yeah, I hope that answers your question, Dozer, and any of those other beginners out there that not sure what they're looking at when it comes to the form. But... um. Anything else to touch on, mate, before we get into these tips? Um, nothing from me, mate. Yep, fair enough. Well, before we get into the tips, just a reminder, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a five-star rating. It would really, really do wonders for us. Helps keep the lights on here as we uh, help get up into the eyes of like-minded punters. Hopefully, we can get on the charts one day. That's the big goal. So if you're listening on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, please give us that five-star rating. Yes. Attention, punters, we have exciting news. Yes, we are now on Dabble Punters. <laughs> Dabble is an Aussie-owned bookie that is changing the game of gambling. Any bets that we mention in this potty, you can use the unique system of the copy bet feature and put the bet on yourselves with no time wasted. Yes, that's right, punters. We do the research for you. We build the multis, and with the single press of a button, you can put our bets straight on. It is that easy. 
Join the almost 10,000 other punters that are following the Mock Sports on the Dabble app and start winning with us this racing season. Click the link in the show notes or when signing up, use the code THEMOCKSPORTS to let them know that you are with us. Right, lovely stuff. Let's get into the tips. As always, the track report comes first. George Main Stakes Day at Randwick. It's going to be a phenomenal day of racing. A lot of horses uh, coming out to play that are going to be big stars with the uh, the Cups, the Everest, and everything in between this weekend. Um, the weather is currently fine in Sydney, but uh, there is at least 10 mils of rain expected to fall before race day and a maximum of tw- 20 mils to fall as well. So the track's currently rated soft six. So if that rain is to come down, unless the weatherman gets it wrong like he did last week, uh, we should be racing on soft to heavy all day. If the weatherman gets it wrong like he did last week, it might get down to the good four like, as it did, but you'd have to think with at least 10 mils expected, maximum to 20, should be doing your wet form punters going into this weekend. Uh, the rail is in the true position for the entire circuit as well, so it should play pretty fair. But if it ends up thundering down with rain, could be a leader's day once again like it was last time we ran at Randwick. Um, Head into the tips. Race 1, the highway at the 1,000 metre mark, was looking at three horses in this one. The favourite, Custo. Black Booker of mine, and for good reason, has raced smartly each start of the career. But the price is nothing to jump at in a highway. Top weight's an interesting one. Recently beat Sneaky Page, who has gone on to win in Saturday grade races, which are above this highway level as well. So Shalstar is definitely a bet that I could entertain. But I'm going to be with Prince Nakoni. Last start, almost stole the win off the short fave in Opal Ridge, but he just ran out of steam in the end. Back to his preferred distance here, drops 200 metres back to the kilometre mark. I think he can lead, kick and win on what, as I said, could certainly end up being another leader's day at Randwick if the rain comes down. $6 to win, $2.25 each way play on Prince Nakoni in the first. Yeah, mate, I'm similar here. Um, I tip all very pending um, weather. So if the weatherman gets it wrong and it's a good track, I'll be taking the one shower star, $5.50, $2.15 for a place, one its last trial and one its last start before that at the same distance. Um, if not, if it gets a bit of rain onto a softer or heavy track, I'm with you, mate. Prince Nakoni, $6.50, $2.40 for a place. Um, <coughs> sorry, punters. Uh, genuine good horse here. Like you said, second place last start. Opal Ridge forms pretty good to go off, in my opinion. Um, very good horse, Opal Ridge. Um, losing only by just under half a length, so it should be very nice for the first. Um... As we go into the second now, we've got a race to Lovely. midway at the 1600, a benchmark 72. Favourite here, at $3, and I'm going to keep it real simple. I'm going to be with it here. I think it's the best horse in this race by by a little bit here. Um, good form to go off. We've said it already. We've said it again. Waterford, 0.2 lengths to this horse, and it's, it's looking really good. Um, picks up a, a two and a half kilos extra but J Mac on board should look a bit better for it and um yeah overall I reckon it should pretty much dominate this race. Three dollars for the win, dollar fifty for a place for me in race two. Yeah, lovely stuff. I'm gonna be with you there, Mahogany. Uh as I said in the intro, bit of a spoiler, a few of my tips are based off Waterford form. 
And, uh, yep, almost beat Waterford, came within 0.2 lengths um, of Waterford last start. So we know how much Waterford can do. So if he goes off that run, um, surely has to be winning this one. Uh, so $2.60 to win on Mahogany will be my bet in a second as well. Very nice. All right, race three, 1,600-metre mark. Usually I would be with Grace and Harmony here, but last run was super, super plain. Um, jockey Karen McAvoy stated that it didn't like the soft six deck. So logic states that if we get worse than a soft six, which we said in the track report it definitely could be, I'd probably rather watch it than back because it probably doesn't handle it. If it can't handle the soft six last start, be a bit strange if it came out and handled like a heavy eight or something like that. So J-Mac could probably turn it around, but not trusting it off that report. So I'm going to be on Kabush. Uh, was excellent in defeat last time out behind, you guessed it, Waterford once more. Um, the only reason it didn't finish closer was missing the start horribly. Missing the start seems to be its thing. It's done it a few times. But as long as it jumps clean this time, it can run a cheeky race for sure. Sectional's last starts were almost as good as Waterford's and Mahogany as well. Um, but, of course, it was just too far back to be gapping the, dis- gapping the field as it did um, the Quinella there. So if it jumps clean, goes forward within striking distance, I'm going to happily take $6 to win, $2.30 to place on Kabush in the third. Yeah, very nice. I'm going to go with Bazooka here. Um, $6 for a win. Um, like we said at the start, what do you what do you take your, your tips off? I really like this horse. Um, a couple of mates got some money into this horse, have some ownership. But um, the weight here, 52 kilos, and then you got a 1.5 claim from the apprentice jockey. So this this um, this horse got nothing on its back. It's got 15.5 kilos. Um, it's one with 10 kilos extra on its back against probably a stronger field, in my opinion. Um, so I, re- I reckon it's a chance here, and I re- I'm pretty confident on it. I, I like it. $6 for the win and $2.10 for a place. Um, I'll play a bit with be- uh, Bazooka on the day, i say. Heading to race uh, number. Lovely. Sorry, I'll interrupt you there. Anything to touch on Giannis? What do you reckon? Old mate Giannis, we probably can't let it go around without touching on it. Do you reckon it fires a shot or not? Oh, no. Oh. I got nothing to say about the horse. That horse is out of my eyes. Fair enough. Blinkers on. Giannis is a non factor, you reckon? Okay, mate, take us to the fourth. All right, the fourth here, we got the the heavy favourite, Arnold, Dolan 90 with two pretty good wins, uh, two lengths and 2.8 lengths against them. Pretty decent fields, to be honest. Um, but I can't be backing a horse at that price. There's a good couple of roughies in here that you can probably have a look at um, if, you're, if you're into that kind of gambling. But I'm going to be with um, Silent Impact here. It's going to be hopefully... A bit drier for it, um, second up here. $9.50 for a win and $2.80 for a place for a pretty talented horse that I've um, I've got down just in case um, if it somehow wants to race at the distance. I've got it down as a futures for the Golden Eagle, um, 120 to 1. So we'll see how it goes. But um, this horse is pretty talented when it's on. So let's have a look here. Silent impact for me in the fourth. Yeah, fair enough. I agree with you with that favourite. Far too short to be backing in a field like this. Um, I'm going to have to be with Ida. Sticks out to me purely because last time it was in, backed it for a place, and it saluted, got up in a field that was um, uh, pretty stacked compared to this one. 
Plus, it was an absolute bog as well. So, likes the wet. So, if we get the wet on um, Saturday, we know it's going to be able to contend anyway. Plus, gets an extra 200 metres to really stretch out its legs um, because that final 200 metre stretch last start was excellent. Really started to get going, hit its stride because 1,200 was far short of its best distance. This is still probably a bit too short, but with that extra 200 metres, getting the wet deck and also having a three... Uh, three places from three starts, second up, should surely convince you to have $5 each way on her at $20 to win and $5 to place. Ita for me in the fourth at Randwick. All right, move on to the fifth. Uh, okay, here we go. The favourite crosstalk should be the one with a clean lead here and could certainly go all the way with it. And he has done many in... Sorry. He has done that in many of his starts this prep, but... He's going to maybe be run down by top... Uh, sorry, punters. Top ranked. Top ranked is a Group 1 type horse. Last start came in the Chipping Norton this autumn when it lost to Very Elegant. Um, but, you know, sometimes class is all you need in racing. We've seen that prior. and But it's got to carry over um, five kilos more compared to the rest of the field. Like, I don't know. You said, Nick, you love to look at the weights. And you'd think that's probably too much weight for it compared to the rest. Yes, it's the class horse in the field. It's raced in group ones. It's raced well in group ones. It's also five from seven first up. Seven times it's been first up, it's won five of them. So all of that alone, it really jumps off the page. But I can't get on it with that five kilo weight swing compared to the rest of the field. Uh, looking down the field as well, you see O President. Got to just mention that one because it's just won a trial by 13 lengths. But that's just a trial, so needs to hold up on race day, you think. Um, but I'm going to go with fitness. Crosstalk has the fitness over the two that I mentioned. Uh, he's 30 days since his last run. He'll be nice and fresh, ready to go, while the others are first up from their autumn prep. So much shorter break here. $2.90, fair price. I'll take it on the nose with Crosstalk. Yeah, nice. I'm going to go Purple Sector here. Um, backed at first up. Pretty big, I think. I backed that 20 bucks. I think I tipped it out, and it, it just missed out on the win. Um, um, it takes a... Sorry. It takes three kilos off, um, which I think will help it out a lot, and um, comes in a little bit at $9 and $2.35 for a place. It's going to be purple sector for me in the fifth. Head over to the race six to 1,400 metres. Um... Favorite here is Zoo Gotcha, and it's I'll come back to it because it's it's going to be the horse that I'm tipping. But I just want to rip off a, a horse here, North Star Lass. I just don't rate it. Had a had a win last week, but I didn't back it to be honest. It's it's just not something I was looking at, and I gave some feedback about this in its third place um, behind Zoo Gotcha last time. Um, but yeah, it's it's just not not for me. I just don't rate this horse. Um, but you go watch it go out and win. So. It is what it is. But, yeah, I'm going to be with Zoo Gotcha here. Um, win last start, and it just had a trial. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's got good form behind In Secret, who um, who won that big, I think it was Group 2 last week. Um, yeah, there was a good run from In Secret, that, that race. So, yeah, Zoo Gotcha for me um, takes an extra kilo, but J-Mac on board for this one um, instead of Pikey. So $2.70, I reckon it's a good play for Zoo Gotcha. Yeah, great minds think alike. I'm going to be on Zugotra as well. Like you said, uh, beat two horses home in North Star Lass and in secret. Both went on to spank the competition in the very next start. You didn't really rate North Star Lass's win, 
but you did in secrets. Last week, it was very impressive from in secret. And as I mentioned, I like going off who they've beaten and who they've run behind. So Zoo Gotcha is the one for me as well. Price currently at $2.70, but I think that's going to drift come race day. So I reckon maybe wait a tad punters. You'll probably be getting $3 plus, maybe even $3.50 on race day. Um, if it starts to drift in though, get on it. But I reckon it might be a drift out sort of horse and I'd be happy to double dip it. But for now, $2.70, Zoo Gotcha for me in the sixth. Very nice. Uh, we're going to skip the seventh. Of course, that's the George Main Stakes Group 1 race. We'll save that for the tip-off. Now, race eight. Gee, it's a shame this isn't a tip-off race because it is stacked. The shorts uh, every year, it's become known as colloquially as almost the mini Everest because it's always usually the first up or second up stop for most of the field that's going to be targeting the Everest. And we've got, I think, every horse that currently has uh, Everest slot in here except for Snapdancer. So basically, we've got a bunch of horses that know where they're going which is the Everest, and they're going to want a nice strong run in the lead-up. And then you've got all these other horses that are very, very hungry to beat them home to maybe earn an Everest slot and catch the eye of any slot holders. So looking through the form, you've got Nature Strip, Eduardo, Mars Crusader, Marzu, Shelby 66, Classic Legend, Overpass, Lost and Running, Altheric, Andermatt, Hand of the Truth, Rocketing By, and Annet Hole. Absolutely stacked race. Nick, what are your thoughts on this race? Trip. No words. That's all that needs to happen. Nature Strip, best horse in the world, best sprinter in the world. $2.40. Put my money there all day. It's going to be one of my major betting points for the day. Don't need to say anything else. Yeah, fair enough. Let's hope that it's not like last week with uh, Espiona because I'm on the strip as well, baby. Last spring, you dubbed Nature Strip free money. And I gave you a lot of crap for it. But what did it do? Came out and spanked them, eh? And each of it starts. Eduardo did beat at home in this race last year. But we're one year on. Nature Strip's even better. It gets better with fine I'm um, sorry. It gets better with age like a age fine wine. Fine. Yes. Pardon? Age like a fine wine. I agree. Yes. And you are the wine connoisseur of us too. It's aged like a $5 Audi wine, my friend. Telling that you love to chug down on the weekend. Oh, so let's not talk about it. <laughs> but um I was there last week, I had an exhibition gallop and it it's it hasn't lost a step since going to the UK. It's a tank. Raced home the last stretch in thirty five seconds and it was jogging. And that's as fast as some horses do when they're sprinting. So It looks so calm, it looked good. Yeah, he he is an animal. He's a businessman. He knows when it's time to rock up. And maybe the only query is that this is a semi-final, not a grand final. We know it's a grand final horse. But I locked it in at $3.30 earlier in the week. I said to everyone on our Instagram page to lock it in as well because you're probably getting even money on the day. I reckon it's going to jump at even money, maybe even lower. World's best sprinter for a reason. The strip. Get on. Yeah, get your get your multis in early because I reckon... Like you said, it's going to come into I reckon a dollar ninety, and um, two dollars forty is probably boosted to two dollars fifty. Is pretty good, so hundred percent, mate. But uh, we go to the ninth, which is also a very very good race here. Um, the two thousand meter Kingston Town Stakes. Uh, gee, it's a tough one because 
We've got a horse in here that we're very big fans of. It wasn't as good last start, but that's because it missed the start. And then due to the leader's bias of the day, it gave it no hope because it had to make up ground and no one really made up ground uh, two weeks ago on Randwick because it was an absolute bog. Uh, would love it if it was dry. If the weatherman gets it wrong and it ends up dry punters, I reckon surefire moral. But still going to be wet, ho um, hopefully, by the look of things with the forecast. So it might struggle a bit more. But it can get it done in the wet, just not as wet as it was two weeks ago. That was genuine heavy 10 running. But I think heavy 8 or less, still a good bet here. Um, only thing that gets me concerned is 14, uh, the 14th barrier. That's a little wide, especially if it ends up being a leader's sort of day. But the elephant... Gold Trip, uh, Crystal Pegasus, uh, Sacramento, and Elise are all double nominated for Melbourne. So if they all decide to run in Melbourne this week, it'll uh, take out five horses from the field and it'll jump from Barrier 9 instead. So if that's the case, it'll definitely have a better chance to get going. But $4.60 to win, $1.90 to place. If that place price gets over $2, I reckon that's brilliant value for a place multi there with Surefire. But yeah. It's going to have to be surefire for me in the Kingston town. Yeah, mate, I agree. Surefire gets a bit of redemption for that last run. We'll forgive it. Bit wet. Um, hopefully, if it stays dry enough, it'll probably get it done here. So, yeah, I agree with you here, mate. Um, going to be surefire for me in this one as well. Um, we head into the last race, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the 10th race. race. Uh, benchmark 88, our favourite, Mao Tai. Horse that we've been watching pretty closely and we're liking the look of, to be honest. Um, Going to be playing it as a bit of a place in um, some multis this week into Nature Strip. We'll hear about a bit later. Um, but there's no real horses that are really sticking out to me. Um, Brigantine, maybe, if you want to have a look at it or a, um, for a each way play, I don't mind it as a bit of a value, but yeah. Mao Tai for me, back at, back at first two starts here, and it's going to be um, peaking for this one, $4.80. Yep, fair enough. Um, if you're going to cover Mao Tai, I may as well cover what was my second selection in the race. Um, Brigantine, you mentioned it, probably a good each-way bet, and um, I agree with you. First race um, since last spring, very big break, but was spending that whole time last spring racing against much stronger competition, including a second place behind Fangirl, which is, of course, going around in the Group 1 this weekend. So the drop in class will certainly help, as well as the fact that he is now gelded. Love a first up gelding worked out for us last week when you tipped Remark first up off a gelding as well. So I reckon $12 to win, $3.30 to place, Brigantine each way in the get-out stakes for a little bit of value. That'll finish me off at Randwick for the day. Very nice. All right, mate. Let's head to the great Before we get into the great tip of Cashy, just want to give a quick little shout-out to our good friends at the Multi-Hub app. Uh, yes, of course. The Multi-Hub is the ultimate punter's cheat sheet, Nico, with all the necessary stats that you need to know when making your multi for the weekend, whether that be the AFL, NRL, EPL, and more. And don't sweat punters now that the AFL and NRL seasons are drawing to a close soon. The uh, NFL has just kicked off, and they have plenty of NFL stats for you as well, so make sure to be getting on that. Very nice, mate. Yeah, I was looking through um, the Swans and the Pies prelim game for the weekend. 
Um, and found some good legs, pretty confident in. Uh, Nick Dacos, absolute weapon. And Callum Mills, both hitting 20, 20 plus touches at over 90% hit rates. So it's a pretty good, easy leg there. As well as Paddy Lipinski, um, never missed a touch, never missed, sorry, a game with under 15 touches. And Errol Goulden also hitting 15 touches at about 87% as well. So, um, yeah, lock them in. Yeah, definitely, mate. Sounds like we've got a few anchor legs there for any multis we want to make. If you want a little bit more value to juice up the price, find that leg and whack it straight in there. But um, And, of course, download the Multi-Hub app on the App Store or Google Play Store today. But before we move on, just want to ask, mate, you are the diehard Swans uh, fan of the pair. Uh, do you reckon you get up? Um, I was actually on a phone call to a mate just before. I was saying um, I was more confident um, after beating Melbourne than I am now. I'm starting to get a bit more nervous. I don't know if that's because I've already got grand final tickets, but I am definitely nervous. So, um, Pies are hot, but Swans are, Swans are pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. Do you, do you reckon if you get up on the weekend, you, you beat the whoever plays in the grand final? You reckon this is your grand final this weekend? Um, close to it, I'd say. I say I'd honestly say at the moment these two teams are probably the two best teams in the comp at the moment. I'd say not probably not based off the whole year, based off the last probably five or six weeks. I reckon these two teams are the top two. Oh, fair enough. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, you're going to be in attendance, so hopefully you'll be bringing us plenty of bets from the stands. Yes, sir. Uh, we head in, of course, to the great tip-off. And, mate, maybe we'll uh, split for the first time. It's crazy. We've had three races go so far, and all three we've tipped the same horses. So we both sit upon 10.5 points, which is equal second place in our overall great tip-off that we've got with many of our followers. So if you're in it, good luck for the rest of it. We're starting to see some spaces open up. We've got a few tied on first with 10.7 and we're right on their heels with 10.5. But uh, yeah, we between the two of us, we remain tied. No clear winner yet. So very keen to see where you end up. Uh, we'll go through the Rupert Clark first over at Caulfield, race seven, I believe. So let's pull up the fields, mate, and uh, go through it. So on a face value, you've got the likes of Ayrton, Halal, Showmanship, Buffalo River, Acer, Dragon Leap, I Wish I Win, which is the favourite at $3.90, but that horse needs two or more horses to scratch before it gets into the race. So this market could change dramatically with this very, very heavy favourite dropping out of the field if it doesn't actually get a start because it's in the emergencies at the moment, needs two or more to drop out. But looking at it now... Nick, what are your thoughts on this race? Um, well, I look at I look at it and I probably pick. I don't know. It's a I don't know. I just feel I'm gonna go with my my base here and what my gut says. But I have a I have a weird feeling about this race that a roughy's gonna get up here. Um, not too sure about it. But I'm gonna go with Asa. I mean, not Asa. Sorry, Ayrton here. Um, six dollars fifty for a win, two dollars forty for a place. Been in my black book for quite a number of years now, from since twenty twenty when I first turned eighteen. Um, but yeah, it's if it stays a good track, it's got a really good good record. Six from nine, 
with um, two more placings. So eight out of nine in the top three. Um, three first up. It, it looks like it's going to be absolutely riding for this race. Um, it's going to be my tip at $6.50, and I think it's going to be one of my bigger plays into um, Nature Strip for the day, to be honest. Oh, fair enough. I can see what you mean. When looking at the field, you can just feel that a roughie's getting up. If you want a roughie tip in this one, punters, it won't be my main tip for the race, but uh, it's apparently supposed to be wet in Melbourne this week. Rain is predicted, so if they end up quite soft, even in the heavy range, Buffalo River at $41 to win, $9.50 to place, could be one that could be sneaky. Yeah, it hasn't won in a while, but we all know it's a wet horse. It doesn't go well on dry. So the wetter it is, the better it is for this horse. And at $9.50 for a place at least, $5 on that probably wouldn't go wrong if the rain does indeed come down. But my main tip has to be Showmanship. Tipped it first up when it ran a monthly go on Wink Steak Day and saluted justly for us. It's a just a, it, it's a horse that knows how to get it done, plain and simple. It's undefeated in the good. It's only lost once in... Um, the soft and only lost once in the heavy it is 10 starts 8 wins and 1 third I only ever missed the trifecta once it is a horse that knows how to get it done I can't really say anything else about it to put it in perspective last start out um, in that race on Animo's, not when Animo won the wing stakes day on that day but missed the start completely kicked back up crossed heels onto the fence, ran down the fence, then crossed heels again to the outside, stormed home in the final 200 excellently. Just an outstanding run from top to bottom. And to see it come up here at $9 to win and $3 to place, I'm licking my lips. So showmanship each way in the Rupert Clark Stakes is going to have to be my tip. Very nice, very nice. Uh, we move on to our second and final Group 1 of the day. We finally... Uh, get two Group 1s in the one week. It's starting to smell like spring, Nico. But uh, the big one, George Main Stakes. Zaki versus Animo. Zaki still might not run, but if it does run on the day, we had a question earlier. I mentioned if you ask us a question, get a chance to be featured. At KiwiD23 on Instagram, asked us Animo or Zaki. He reckons it's a two-horse race. Nick, what do you reckon? Two-horse race or is someone else winning it? Oh, look, both these horses, best two best horses, two of the best horses in Australia, no doubt about it, or the world, honestly. But um, I don't know, they've got a tendency to drop off in some, some big races sometimes, and it does, does get me a bit nervous. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I, I've tossed and turned, but... Um, I don't know. I've got a I've got a small play here, privately on Hinge. There's some money there, but um, my my main tip uh, I do reckon it's going to be one of the two big ones. I won't name it just yet. I just want to talk through my thought process behind it first. But um, yeah, Hinged is someone I want to look at for a bit of a bit of a betting point of view. Um, eighteen dollars, especially if the if the rain really gets up there, it could be a big play. $18 for a win, $3.50 for a place. Could be massive. And this is the this is the difference with our with our tip off with um with the with the um odds betting is if you back one of these big boys that get up, you you can you can come first from from nowhere. 
So yeah, that's that's the that's the difference. You don't you can't win by backing the favourites all day because someone's going to back a roughie eventually, and it'll take them to the top. But um, I'm not too sure here. But I, I I'm gonna. I've been tossing and turning all week about this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go with Zaki here. Usually, oh. and myself, but I'm gonna, uh, I really like Zaki in this one. Um, Tommy Berry on board, three dollars ten for a place. Not much of a betting point of view, in my opinion, unless you want to go big. But um, I reckon Zaki takes it in this one. If Zaki doesn't run, um, there was another one I was looking at, but Ice Bath. I was having a look. But um, with no with no jockey names, it's it's a bit tough. Um, but yeah, so Zaki for me. If Zaki doesn't run, then I'll take Animo. But um, yeah, Zaki for me in the in the George Main. Big calls, big big calls, especially with Hinged. I was thinking you were gonna say if Zaki doesn't run, you were gonna stick with Hinge. That would be huge if Hinge gets up. Big fan of Hinge myself, but I just can't think that it beats the likes of Zaki or Animo. But, you know, looking at its stats, undefeated second up. Loves the distance, loves the conditions. There's no reason why we can't see a boil over and we see hinged across the line in first place. But I'm going to have to be with Animo. Like I said last week with I'm Thunderstruck, doesn't matter how many points you get if you're back in winners. All right? And I think Animo... I think the big telling point with Animo was James McDonald stuck. It would have been it was a massive call for him to choose between Zaki and Animo, but he's eventually gone with Animo. So Zaki gets a jockey that I don't think that he's ever seen. Pretty sure he's only ever seen J Mac or um Jamie Carr when racing in Australia. So he gets a brand new jockey. I would have been more confident with it um, if he if J-Mac was on Zaki and Tommy Berry went to Animo because Tommy Berry has ridden Animo countless times. He knows that horse. He knows how to get it done on that horse. But Tommy Berry is on Zaki for the first time, whereas J-Mac is on Animo, knows the horse inside and out, gets the extra 200 metres off of last start to stretch out, and the win was dominant in the first place. So imagine what he can do with an extra 200 metres. $2.15 is not a price I'd be betting at, I locked it in at about, I think, $283 a few weeks back in the futures market. But if it drew, oh, it's just gone to $2.10 as well. So very short, the pair of favorites. You'd probably want to be playing exotics on this race instead of actually betting on the wins, uh, having these two run the uh, Quinella and then whacking a couple more in there to run third behind them. But there is talent amongst this field. A definite roughie could get up, but I can't not back Animo here in the George Main Stakes, mate. Wow, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, well, as long as it wins. If it uh, ends up running like crap, I'm, I'm the mock. Only I could stop the great Animo in the form that he's in, but that's the tip-off for this week, and we move into the Around the Grounds. Uh, have you found anything around the country that you like the look of, mate? Um, yeah, my only play, um, I won't take it by itself. I'm going to take it in a multi. Um, you got Nature Strip for the win. Um, Mao Tai, last race in Ramwick for a place. And then my one play around the grounds is Isotope for a place and then combine them together, $8.65. So I've got some money there and that's where some of my players will be going. But most of my, most of my betting will stay. Um, with in Ranwick as well as um, 
the Rupert Clark States over down in Caulfield. That's where my betting will be this this weekend. Very, very nice. Um, yeah, I've only got a few. I've gone pure black bookers this week. Caulfield race four, Ossipenko tried to tip it last week. Both of us did, in fact, but it was scratched for this race. Has the Kaboo form, which worked a treat for In Secret last week. So happy to take the $3.90 on Ossipenko here. In the six, I'll be with Crystal Pegasus, as long as the deck isn't as bad as its last start, which was an absolute bog two weeks ago on Randwick. As long as it gets soft, slightly heavy, but not out to the heavy 10 range, $16 to win and $4.20 place is overs. I reckon it's a very talented stayer. Could be a big player in the Caulfield Cup this year if it wins this race because the winner of this race gets into the Caulfield Cup. So big things indeed coming for that horse if it gets up here. Uh, in the last, I'm also going to have in the boat. I reckon it leads, kicks, wins, $8.50 to win, $2.40 to place. Haven't seen that price for this horse in a while, so I'm happy to take it. And that's all I've found in the around the ground section, mate. Uh, let's head to the quaddy, which, of course, last week we got up first quaddy of the season. Felt very good to get it up. Yeah, it was good. Um, we called it quaddy potty for a reason. But, yeah, get into it. Race 7, we've got Zaki, Animo, Hinge, Converge, and Profondo, just to name a couple. Race 8, we got Nature Strip and Eduardo, and we don't see much else standing out to us in that race. Who we got in race 9 and 10? Yes, we've uh, got a bit of wriggle room since we've gone very skinny in the shorts. So we've gone Bono, Surefire, Knight's Order, and Gold Trip in race 9. Uh, race 10, Maotai, Brigantine, Larkspur Run, I Am Lethal. Um, 31.25% if Gold Trip runs in Melbourne. If he stays, that quaddy will be paying 25%. But if Gold Trip does indeed go to Melbourne and you want someone to replace Gold Trip with, uh, I reckon Stockman. Stockman might run a cheeky race there with the conditions. Seems to love the wet if it definitely gets out to that uh, soft 7, heavy 8 range and will love the rise to the 2,000 metres. So only if Gold Trip is to go to Melbourne, chuck Stockman in there. If you want to chuck him in there as well, go right ahead. But 31.25% on the quaddy with with a $50 stake if Gold Trip runs and if he goes to Melbourne. Um, sorry, if um, 31.25% if Gold Trip goes to Melbourne and if he stays 25%. Sorry for tripping over my words, Air Punters. Uh, anything else, Nick, before we say goodbye for this week? Um, no, that's all for me, lads. Uh, good luck with the punting. Um, take care and hopefully the Swannies get up. Yes, good luck to all you Swans fans out there. Going to be watching, very keen to see a big day of racing into the AFL preliminary finals. And then, of course, the grand final next week. Big, big things ahead. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure to give us a follow on SoundCloud or Spotify. Uh, subscribe if you're on Apple, Google, or Amazon podcasts. And above all else, make sure to tell your friends about the Quaddy Potty. It'll help keep the lights on here at the Mock Sports HQ. And, um,. Yeah, thanks for listening and make sure to gamble responsibly as always this weekend and we will see you back here next week. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside.